They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Morning. It's a lovely sunny morning here in Derby. Last week, I took you to Finland, and that was the story of Zoran and um, his friends Yak, Noll, and Anuka. And of course, by now you'll have seen that this was about a young boy's vision about climate change. And yes, he was from Hanko in Finland. And I said at the end of that podcast that next week I'm going to take you to Denmark. Oh, and I said, let's see how this story goes. Well, I have to brought you to Denmark, but I've also taken you to Greenland. Hmm, why? Well, this is the story of Gida. She's my little Danish girl, but she's a Danish girl with a twist. And you see, kids, guys, Greenland is an autonomous territory under the Danish kingdom. So she's very much associated, that country is, with Denmark. This is why this story, when I run through why I've done it, you'll see that it's two countries, but under one kingdom. So this is Gida. Um, it's a story of guilt. It's a story of deceit and abandonment. She's, she's 10 years old. And the story starts with her 10th birthday. Now, she has been abandoned and there is a reason for it, but I'm not going to disclose that. Not yet. And so she was abandoned on the church steps in Nuke. Now, Nuke is the capital of Greenland. Why did I put her there to start with? So the story starts in Greenland, but it ends in Denmark. Hmm, fascinating, eh? And there's an unsigned letter that was attached to her blanket when she was left on the steps outside the church in Newark, Greenland. And every year she gets a birthday card. The birthday card just says happy birthday. It's never signed. And it's always put on the step. But this year, this story is about her 10th birthday. The card wasn't put on the step. It was posted. Posted from Denmark. Let's have a little look to see what this story is about because there's a message. Does Gida go with this or not? Let's have a look. So for this story, let's go back to the lessons. Right, 
So lesson one, I introduce you to the main character. So she's Gida. She's 10 years old. She's got loose blonde uh, wavy hair. She's got a pet dog called Coon. Um, she's got a mother and a father, her adopted parents. She's got two younger brothers. And she has two friends. Her friends are Tipu and Kulatek. So let's have a look at the characters. Gida is the main character. Tipu and Kulatek are the main sub-characters. Her parents and their brothers and anybody else who's associated with the storyline are part of the floating characters in and out. With the plot, I always said, you know, I've split my number. In the first section I did of the plot was the scene, setting the scene, whereabouts in the world. Well, it's set in two locations. It's set in Newark in Greenland. Newark is Greenland's capital. That's where the story starts, but it ends in Copenhagen in Denmark. It's, the scene is set in autumn, so that's why she's still got a, a t-shirt on, because even in Newark, that time of the year in autumn, it's 10, 11 degrees. So you can still wear a, a t-shirt and shorts. Um, so the story, as I said, the second part of the plot is always about the story. And the story, as I've said to you already, is about guilt deceit, abandonment. Mm. Who are her parents, her biological parents? Is her life about to change from her life in Newark in Greenland to a new life maybe in Copenhagen, Denmark? Shall I read a little bit of the story? But I'm not going to give much away. I'm just going to give you a teaser here. As I said, the twists, the turns, those are the things that keep the readers turning those pages, kids, and that what you that's what you need to do with all your stories. Let's, let's have a look, shall we? So this is Gida, my Danish girl. It was an unusually warm autumnal day in Newark, Greenland's capital. Gida threw aside her duvet. She could hear Kuhn, the family two-year-old Greenland dog, barking outside. She walked across to her bedroom window and opened it and yelled at Kuhn to stop barking and let Tipu and Kulutak, her best friends, pass. Gida raced down the stairs and swung open the front door and gave her friends a hug. For of course, today was her 10th birthday and no doubt they came bearing gifts. Gida quickly ushered her friends inside where her two younger brothers were bouncing up and down in excitement around the kitchen table. It might not be their birthday, but that didn't matter. For them, they just knew that this was going to be a party with lots of family and friends calling round throughout the day. Gida shut the door. But before she did, she looked at 
Semintiask, the huge snow-capped mountain that dominated the skyline. She'd remind her father, who was a doctor at the local Queen Ingrid's hospital, of his promise to teach her to climb and take her to the summit. Mm. In the distance, Gida could hear the last of the humpback whales singing to each other as they made their way down the fjords, heading for the open seas on their next migratory journey, no doubt, to somewhere like South Africa. Good attack gave Gida a little peck on the cheek as he handed over his present. Gida blushed as she opened it. Tipu and her mother just smiled. No words were required. As for her annoying brothers who were giggling away on the sofa, well, she'll deal with them later. A further knock at the door indicated more friends were arriving. Gita went to open the door. Instead of friends, it was the local post lady, and in her hand was an envelope with Danish postmarkings. Gita knew what was most likely to be inside the envelope, for on this day, every year without fail, she would get a card wishing her happy birthday. The card wouldn't be signed, but it would contain a large amount of cash in the form of Danish kroner. Nobody knew who the mystery sender was. All that they suspected was that this unknown person was linked to her past. Hmm. Gida knew that her Inuit mother and father were not her biological parents, for they had told her how they found her abandoned on the steps of the church across the way when she was just a few weeks old. They told her of the mystery person draped in an expensive designer hooded cape that observed them from a distance, picking her up and bringing her home before turning round and vanishing into the background. Every year, the card would be left on the doorstep and every year, Gida would pick it up and look around to see who'd left it. Some years she'd see someone hovering around in the distance. Other years she didn't. But she felt their presence. Something was eerily different about this card. For one, it had been posted from Copenhagen in Denmark. And when Gida looked around, she neither saw a secret person lurking in the background, nor did she get a sense that this mystical person was close by. Mm. Gida knew she was different. She knew her name was Danish. Her long, blonde, loose, wavy hair, blue eyes and tall, slim build were in stark contrast to her family and friends, whose characteristics and coloration were that of the Inuit people, local to Greenland. She was teased at school about her different looks. She knew home was here in Newark, but she also had a nagging feeling 
that home was elsewhere as well. And that the day would come when she started a journey. A journey that would possibly tell her who she really was. Her parents had tried over the years to discover who she was, but all attempts failed. For some reason, an unsurmountable wall greeted them at every turn, as if it was trying to tell them to let the past lie. So was this the day? Looking at her friends, Tipu and Kulatak, who knew just as much as she did about her past. She tore open the envelope. She could feel her mother's eyes staring over her. Gida read the, unusual, the usual happy birthday message. But then her eyes slipped down to the floor. For as she opened the card, a small piece of paper fluttered to the ground. Gita bent down and picked up the note, for there was a tight message on it. It read, The old king is dead. A new king sits on the Danish throne. A small ray of light is at the end of the tunnel for us all. Mm. Gita was puzzled. She showed the message to Tipu, Kulatak and her parents. As her parents read the message, Gida noticed at the bottom of the card there was a stamped. Stamped in red ink was another message. But this message was a geocache reference point with a date and a time. Kulatak mm. logged on to his Google Mac app on his smartphone and quickly tapped in the geocache code. It brought up a cafe in Bredegade, close to Amalienborg, one of the homes of the Danish royal family in the centre of Copenhagen. The time and the date was for next week. Gida recalled the unsigned letter that was tucked under her blanket when she was left on the steps of the church across the way. Her mother had given it to her for keepsake. Apart from giving her name and date of birth, it also mentioned an explanation and being reunited at some point in the future. Was this that time? And was she finally going to get an explanation as to why she was abandoned? Was this her natural parents reaching out to her? If so, who were they? Gida looked at her mother and father. There was no need for words. They all knew what was at stake. But did she want to find out? What if she didn't match up to their expectations, or they hers? There were so many emotions racing through her head at that precise moment. She needed to go for a walk and figure out her next move. 
The walk brought her to the small beach that lay in front of Newark's tourist office and museums. She sat on one of the boulders looking out to sea. She could see some sperm and beluga whales in the distance as they surfaced for air. The fishermen on her left were busy, busy enough not to notice her as they prepared the boats for the next trip out to sea. She knew most of them. She thought about going over to say hello, but then changed her mind when she saw Tippo and Kulatak approaching. A gentle wind ruffled the sea's surface. She wished she had put her jumper on over her t-shirt, for there was a slight nip in the air, hinting that the long winter months were only weeks away. Tippu sat beside Gida. She was the pragmatic one out of the three of them. For what it's worth, I think you've got nothing to lose by going. Gida looked Tippu in the face. But, but what if I don't like what I see? Tippu shrugged her shoulders. But you won't know that until you go. Hmm. And on the other hand, interjected Kulatak, you might like what you see. And a whole new world could open up for you with plenty of opportunities, far more than what here has to offer. I'd go even just for the adventure. We're all aged ten, and none of us have left these shores to explore the world beyond. We'd come with you, smiled Tippu. That is, of course, you wanted us to, and our parents agreed. Count me in on that, chimed Gulatak. As they sat there talking, an air Greenland plane swooped low above their heads as it came into land at the airport close by. Kulatak looked up before turning to Gida and Tippo. At least we'd get to fly for the first time. Think about that. Wouldn't that be so cool? Just imagine being up there at 35,000 feet looking down on whatever was below. Gida inwardly thought to herself, cool attack, had a point here. It would be cool to fly for the first time and see another part of the world. As she continued to think about what Kulataka said, her phone pinged. It was a message from her mother. Your father and I think you should see this through, for if you don't, you'll always think, what if? With the short walk home, giving her some more time to run things through her head and listening further to Tipu and Kulatak's views, now they knew what her parents' thoughts were. She'd come to a decision. She'd pluck up the courage to go to Copenhagen. More people had arrived at her house. Gida politely greeted them. Her father looked at her as she came through the door. There was no need for words. 
he knew what decision she had come to and she knew he wanted her to go. Gita's father took her aside. Your mother and I can't go for we won't be able to get time off work due to the short notice. So, but before he could continue, Gita had cut in. She looked across the room to see where Tipu and Kulatek were. Seeing them, she waved them over. What if father, as you and mother can't go, maybe Tipu and Kulatak can go instead? Hmm. I think we need to discuss that with their parents for that's not a decision your mother I, or I can make, is it? I suppose not, sighed Kida. Now, conceded Gida's father. Your mother will talk to her sister, your aunt, who lives just outside Copenhagen, remember? To see if you and maybe Tipu and Kulatak can stay with her for a few days. She'll be your chaperone. A frisson of fear, of both fear and excitement, raced through Gida's mind as she waited to board Air Greenland's flight to Copenhagen, the Danish capital. The six and a bit hour flight would be a new experience, not only for herself, but for her friends, Tipo and Kulatak as well, who somehow had managed to charm their parents into allowing them to accompany her to Denmark. No doubt, knowing her two friends, they would have spun their parents a good storyline or two. <laughs> but for Gida, what lay on the road ahead? Mm. Well, she'd have to wait and see. So she goes to Copenhagen, to Denmark. Who does she go to see? Who's the mystery person? Who is she? What is she about? Why was she abandoned? Who's feeling guilty? Who's the deceit? Intrigue, interesting, isn't it? Well, I'm not going to tell you at the moment. When the story's out and the book's out, when I've done it, you'll have to read it to find out. So, the Nordic kids, there are five stories because there are five countries in the Nordic lands. We've been to Iceland, we've been to Norway, we've been to Denmark, we've been to Finland. So the only country left is Sweden. And that's where I'm going to take you next week. Is the character going to be a boy or a girl? Don't know. What's the story going to be about? Don't know. Um, where am I going to put the story? In Sweden. Don't know. Isn't it exciting? This is all about the fun when I start to do the story to create the character, the sub-characters, the scenery, the storyline, and the start. Hope you find it fascinating, because I love doing this. So until next week, keep safe, kids, guys, and I'll see you as I take you to Sweden. Bye for now. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Smart Kids. Yeah. 
Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by J.T. Crowley on Amazon.com now.